welcome to a woman's brew where women talk about beer after appearing in a previous brave noise interview our knowledge about wilderness has risen and we fell in love now james and helen are back to talk about wilderness's newly designed rise fall launch i'm joanne and this is tori hello and we're two beer loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer come join us Oh, it is wonderful to have James and Helen back on from Wilderness Brewery. Welcome. Hi. Thank you you for coming back on. Very pleased that we can talk to you about what we enjoy talking to you about, Brave Noise, but to get to talk to you about the brewery and how things have changed since the last time we talked to you. We're very excited about that. Um, If you'd like to just introduce yourselves, let everybody know who you are what wilderness is all about in case they rudely didn't listen to the other podcast <laughs> yeah absolutely go first. Well, you're in you. charge okay. you will go first james <laughs> um yeah so we're wilderness and we are a very small brewery from mid wales it's um sort of just the two of us helen and i and we make farmhousey beers generally mixed fermentation beers fairly sort of classic styles a lot of which are barrel aged slightly soured wild yeast bacteria funky and then i'm going to say fun which is going to make me sound awful but uh, yeah (laughs) all the good stuff (laughs) um so yeah i do sort of the brewing east side of things and helen 100% what you do And yeah, Helen sort of runs the rest of the show. Sort of is the is the correct word. I sort of faff about, you know. It's great. <laughs> I think there's a lot of faffing from uh, both of us. <laughs> to be fair, who in life who in life doesn't get stuck with a bit of faffing every now and then? Like I feel like that's <laughs> when I say I do the same thing with like my job. Like, oh, I sort of do this, or sometimes I try. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing though with craft beer is that not at any point are you ever really like this is my like I regularly am like I cannot believe this is much it's so it doesn't feel like a real job it almost feels stupid so I think like (laughs) do you know what I mean you're always just like this is crazy um so uh yeah I I do kind of I often tend to downplay I guess what I do because I'm like I don't it's kind of weird and like it's not very serious I guess like yeah I don't know obviously it is serious but it isn't serious <laughs> if that makes sense you know what I mean I think it's I feel- it seems, the smaller the smaller the operation as well I think the more hats you have to wear as well yeah. so it's kind of like you probably might be doing one thing one week and it's like oh who's gonna do this uh I, I guess I'll pick this up uh and then probably another week you might be doing something different that you didn't expect to do or go into a event that you didn't necessarily expect you were going to go to and so it's got in some ways it has to be like just the the things that come up along the way as well have to be part of what makes that enjoyable as well I think yeah 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 absolutely and it's really funny like because there's just two of us like we are always doing all of the bits of running a business and like there's lots to it and lots of it is quite you feel out of your depth on 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we're apart from that, we're super professional and really <laughs> competent and stuff. Yeah, as you can see, we're very confident. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, like since the last time we've talked, I've transitioned into working in the beer industry and I myself I'm often walking around being like oh what am I doing today today I'm walking around with a bag of socks and giving them out to people and (laughs) I uh, today I climbed over to some pallets and pulled out some samples and then had to find a way to get those delivered to someone when there's postal strike and TNT went picking up (laughs) you know there's you're like okay what what am I going to do today I'm gonna problem solve that's what I'm gonna do (laughs) we're gonna make it work definitely definitely I think that that's quite nice like because I used to work in um theatre and like that when I worked in small scale theatre like that was the whole thing everyone is literally just again my like continual career has been just weird just doing weird things yeah same like why am I making you know a hundred fake cigarettes for a show right like it's mad but yeah why am I washing costumes in a hotel sink? Oh, because exactly. the water isn't switched on at the place where the theatre is yet. That's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Problem solving. It's the things you never woke up thinking you were going to need to do that yeah. day. And you're like, yeah. I guess this is what I'm doing today. Yeah, this is what I'm doing today. And it's fine. We get it. It's great fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we tell ourselves. Yeah, that's right. The nice thing is it's an industry full of people who... Uh, aren't really in it for the big money professionalism <laughs> side of things so it's all yeah. all right it's all good yeah we're definitely in it for the fun yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh every time like you just see someone make a comment somewhere like just on the side about like oh you know the people that are in beer for all the money and this and that and, and you'll just be like oh yes because you know that person is driving around in their Lamborghini all the time from all the you know you have to you, you go into it for a love of like the beer and and the industry and it's definitely like especially now just so uh yeah you you definitely go into it because you love it and it's something that you care about more so than you know any anything else there so um yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. I feel like everyone's just hoping for the best at the moment it's Mm. uh it's a really difficult time so but uh yeah we're very lucky to be able to fart around as we do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Here's yeah. farting around for many years. Many more come. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. brings us to what we're farting around today on. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have launched the Rise Full. Uh, do you want to give a quite a high level of what, what that means? <laughs> Yeah, go work. So this is something. So Helen's been working uh, for us for about a year now. And I'd say this is sort of the culmination of what we've been working on for certainly at least the last few months, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think it sort of came about probably about six months ago, just from trying to work out. Like I was cataloging all of the previous wilderness beers, just also so I could really understand what we'd done previously and I guess kind of I don't know maybe where start to work out where we could start heading um and uh yeah it's kind of like coming back from there really I suppose yeah so our our previous approach had been whatever James fancies making at any particular time and that was our range of beers it's a great strategy 
Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, I thought so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, t- t- turns out, you know, like yeah. someone else comes on board and says, you know, like, <laughs> you know, maybe we should have some sort of plan and not. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, um, yeah, the idea of having a core range of beers perhaps wasn't quite for us because that would have been quite a big step right from all new all the time to suddenly like yeah we're a normal brewery with like real you know plans and that sort of thing (laughs) like like, that would have been a lot so um Helen very kindly sort of introduced some sort of compromise idea um um which is like a set of um beers that sort of sum up the types of beers we like to make and the types of beers we like to um to offer to people but also um give us a bit of room to maneuver and embrace the seasonality of ingredients and the sort of things we like to 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 use um and then present those as something that we can keep coming back to always have these types of beer available but not necessarily have to be bound by right this is the recipe right um yeah, definitely. I really think one of the things that I wanted to do was, I guess, showcase how, I don't know, I, I think, I guess the difference in, like, why does it always need to be exactly the same and things change, especially when you're working in smaller, I guess, in smaller quantities, that is one of the luxuries of being a smaller brewery is that you can work with, like, maybe like a small set of ingredients because it's available and then might kind of yeah. move on and that, like, cross of, um yeah doing um it just not being the same all the time and also yeah I think that that for us kind of made more sense really than trying to and also I guess the thing with like a core range is that I don't know quite often they've now become the same set you kind of are like I know if I like you don't know if someone was to release a, a core range maybe you would have like a pale IPA and a lager and a, maybe something dark and like that's fine obviously everyone's different but like that isn't our like mm. uh, set of beers I guess so I was like it almost felt a bit bold maybe a bit crazy maybe maybe I was just too nervous as well to be like no we're gonna do a core range and it's not and it's gonna be and it's gonna be weird um but (laughs) also at the same time like I said I like I I really wanted it to to there for there to be some flexibility and to not feel yeah pressured into doing the same thing and even the three beers that we've chosen you know we've got a, a ordinary bitter uh um breaded pale and a blended saison and like n- like will it be a breaded pale next time who knows like will oh. it be a blend like it doesn't need that's to be too. like I guess I was like it would be nice that's why as well like I guess they're just called like bitter pales because we can kind of move around those styles as well and yeah, I don't know Oh yeah, I don't like to be tied down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it makes perfect sense yeah. though, and especially you know how you like you know it's like farmhousey wild. It's all you know a lot of it can be quite in some ways spontaneous and 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 exciting and fun. And I feel like having you know a, not a typical core range, but having it in this way that gives you that flexibility means that you can kind of really embrace how the seasons are changing, like 
even more effectively because you might go oh actually at this moment it's hard to get you know this particular yeast strain or it's really hard to get this but uh what if we played around and we did this instead with something that we can get and it, it means that you that flexibility allows you to thrive even more and, and maybe you just go I can get that particular ingredient but what if I took that particular ingredient and also used something else a bit more that's inspiring me this this year or you know something like something that means something to me to see how that comes out it's nice because people know what to expect to a degree but also it still allows you to play around a bit more and you don't have to change everything up to do it um you don't have to shake things up entirely to do it you can still keep you know artwork and like or you could keep artwork and then just change it slightly um, yeah, exactly. so that's yeah. a little bit more reflective but yeah yeah absolutely and the the idea is that if you have these beers and you I mean hopefully people like them but if if you have it and you like it the next time you have it it's not going to be identical but hopefully what you liked about it will still be there if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. it will vary but but the I don't know what a good word for it. The, the theme is ongoing, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, you've got so, core styles rather than core recipes. Yeah, and you exactly. Can play with it. Um, yeah, and yes, it's a weird set of three things to have as a core range, but <laughs> I love um, it. But but also like that, there isn't a huge amount of point us making a hazy pale ale, an IPA, a lager as a core range, or something like that, because. In all honesty, why would someone buy those from us? Um, yeah, that's that's not really what we yeah, do. Yeah, not what you do. Yeah, so it's not much of a core range if it's actually a bit of a departure for us. Yeah, yeah, um, it doesn't. It wouldn't represent, I guess, us or like also maybe what we want to drink like ourselves and stuff. And I think that is one of the nice things about the about work I guess like drinks producers who are like no I'm making this because I like to drink it because then what you get is because everyone's so got such a different um sort of like uh like tastes and stuff I think that that means that you get more um diversity within the um well like with within the sort of you know drink sphere and stuff so which is good yeah Yeah, and I think I think allowing for the um changes to happen means that like that will keep people coming back as well because I think like sometimes people don't necessarily like to have the same like with the core range it's great for when people do want to have those you know beers in the fridge ready to go like they know what to expect have it with a barbecue have it with friends around easy to get your hands on more of like those are the benefits the core range but the benefit of having a core style range is that you're more likely to get people to come back to go I want to know what this but slightly different will taste like like you will get that appeal of people know overall what to expect but the curiosity about like what is that twist that you've done gonna mean they might someone that might go oh I don't don't know might go actually I really enjoyed that and I want to see what this next one tastes like so maybe I would order sooner than I might have because I don't want to miss out on that and I want to try what that's going to be like well that that would be ideal our really cunning plan is that if you like it hopefully you buy more and if you didn't like it don't worry it'll be different next time yes so. exactly 
has to be for everybody. No, but that's really quite smart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, if you love it, if you love it, you'll keep buying it. Yeah. And you're right. If you don't, it's like, well, I'll try it again next time. Maybe. So the next one will be the something else that I like. Yeah, yeah that's that's very smart, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think the kind of like idea of it as well came like a lot of it's come to, I think from working in like cider and stuff and I guess enjoying like being excited every year for certain things and being like oh I'm so excited for like when Raison d'Etre by Ross Cider comes out like I'm always like get to the end of August and I know it's coming and I'm like it's so exciting because I love being able to take like that's really cool and then things like I guess like Disco Nouveau and stuff like that and even actually the Little Pomona Table Cider theirs is like it's the same cider in terms of like the way it's like it's bottled the label's the same but like the difference is just it's a different blend and it's slightly more seasonally appropriate and like I really liked that and I think because also I work in a a restaurant where we change the uh, menu um every month um and again it's all about like that you know seasonality and stuff I kind of I wanted to like we're not it's not like this is the obviously the first time anyway. I remember Cloudwater actually went through a phase of doing something simple like years ago and I loved that I really liked being like oh this is the um like I think they did like a small like a table and then a pail and then an IPA and I love being able to get that like it was like the vintage even mm-hmm. though it's like but I always yeah. thought that was really cool because you were like oh okay it's I don't know it's quite I think I, I don't know I think that's quite exciting but yeah it makes it a bit of an occasion and an event yeah yeah definitely I think I think from the nerdier side of things like I really if if I like you know making notes because I quite like making notes when I'm drinking something not necessarily for anybody else more for me because I feel like that's how it pushes me to learn more um because I'm actually having to use my brain more than just going I like it it tastes good I've got to be like okay why do I like it what do I like about it what does this taste like and sometimes you go I've never had this hot before I've never had this yeast strain before and like is what I'm tasting caused by this or by something else and I think when you have something that also like you're doing you might change it up slightly for for like the beer nerd in me it makes it really exciting to then be like, cool, what can I, what can I pick out that's different here? And like, it just, it, I don't know, for me, that adds the extra bit of fun to it as well to be like, cool, now I get to have something like similar and then go, but how, how did, you know, this twist was this twist, something that um, caused this change. And I really liked that. And then maybe I'll then go and find other beers that have that particular yeast strain or combination of things and go oh maybe I like that as well um so yeah I know for me that's quite fun just in a in a nerdy way <laughs> yeah and but that's also I'm really pleased that James is the kind of brewer who's very like is wants to be super upfront about like the ingredients because I know some people are a little bit like secretive about their ingredients and stuff which I guess like I, you know I understand um from like certain perspectives but it is really nice because it means that yeah we can have those conversations with customers and like be able to talk be having being able to have conversations about malt as well as like you know hop like everyone wants to talk about hops they're like yeah from man and I'm like I want to talk about <laughs> this little bit of wheat you know why not right. it's a nice thing to talk about yeah heritage yeah. grains or yeah, yeah. 
I don't feel yeah. like like when It'll it comes to yeast I feel, I feel like not enough places put like the emphasis on like what yeast can do and how changing yeast you could use the same hops but if you change that yeast to something else like that could vary as well and like I'm always waiting for for like a, a brewery to do the same beer but with like the same single hop beer but with different yeast strains to be like actually how does that impact that because I think that would be quite interesting. Cloud Water did it a while did back. they Claire Ward did it but they, they, a while back they did one and they used a New England yeast and an English yeast and I was amazed I, I drank them side by side and I was really surprised because I was like oh it's like I I struck I don't always really like a dipper because I find that it's too bitter and actually it was I found that the New England yeast I think it was the New England yeast um, didn't add as much bitterness as the, or like didn't emphasise the bitterness mm. the way that the English ale yeast did. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, so th- those things make, and it was like same malt beer, same hops, these different yeast strains used to brew the same thing. And it's really interesting how different and how different elements were then emphasised or played down by those different yeasts. It was really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. Yeah. And like it's really funny because lots of breweries will like really, you know, emphasize the hops they're using or something, yeah. but they'll actually be using their house yeast strain for essentially every beer they make. Yeah. And that's cool in some ways because then they have like a house style and that yeast yeah. always makes, you know, a contribution. You can sort of identify, you know, like even if it's a stout, you're like, oh yeah, it's got that sort of mm. brewery X taste or something. Yeah. But like so I mean that's not really us because I mean a lot of the beer we make is has got wild yeast and stuff in anyway so that that sort of goes out the window but um yeah we like using different yeast strains and like tailoring it to the the type of beer we're making and experimenting with that and like most breweries aren't able to do that or like through historical reasons or just like sort of cost reasons they they want to repitch and that sort of thing so we're really lucky that we can play around with that and like that's the, I mean, obviously changing your style of beer has like malt and hop changes as well, but like the yeast is really the the big thing that you're using to change your, your style. And there aren't a huge number of breweries that make really even multiple styles of beer. Lots of places just have the same sort of pale ale and yeah. maybe that's sometimes got some dark malts in but really it's the same pale ale underneath sort of thing, which is great and which is fine. But um, like, I don't know, it's really fun for us to, to do that. Um, and like my background is like growing up microbes and stuff. Anyway, that's what I always used to do before brewing. So like, actually that's, that's sort of normal for me and yeah. fun. And yeah, I, I can't imagine, yeah, going back to house yeast working in a bigger brewery that's what I used to do and it, it it's great but um yeah I didn't realize how limiting that was until I yeah threw yeah off I, that. I think if we had you know a big barn or something where we're like it's all kind of I don't know if if we were you know how like mills they've got like that's their whole like and it's it's fabulous but like uh I guess we're like don't necessarily have the ability to do that basically we're not like as there's just it's not you know it's a more 
well we're on an industrial estate so it's not as you know sexy as I think some people think that maybe <laughs> like wild beer stuff is but um, right. you know but I think yeah, so but then it is nice because we get to do lots of other stuff and also it means that we don't sit around and think oh god we can't ever leave this building because it's our livelihood because all of the microbes live there right <laughs> like that's burning, the thing I don't think you think about is it burning yeah. sky's got barrel staves and they've got barrel staves in their roof and like that's yeah part of how they get theirs in there and durations put a particular type of wood in the roof of their barn yeah. for it and uh, amazing but also yeah then if you have to move premises yeah something happens like yeah. think about you know um just a natural disaster happening like and you just kind of go oh okay. no that i didn't well, plan for this like microbes gone <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's not like because because that's the thing is is some stuff you can get around for a short period of time and be like, oh, maybe you know I can cuckoo brew at you know a friend's brewery or something like that. But like that would be something that I think you don't really think about as mm. as the risk there. Uh, but I I loved on them on the release you guys did for this where it was the uh wild wild yeasts uh roaming around the brewery like suit sprites from a from yeah. a ghibli film like that was like i saw that and i was like this is my favorite thing out of the whole like that that visual stuck with me so well and i knew immediately like what that meant and i was like, i love it uh, this visual for me was perfect <laughs> it was nice quite a few people responded positively to that I was like I remember when I sent the press release over to James it's the first time I've well like I've done I did a, the like I've done a couple of press releases for Birin but that always feels a bit more um I guess because uh, I'm like well I'm in charge so I'm just gonna do it and then Rachel will just be like either yes or no and then we'll move on whereas I was like this is very serious and this is like I was like, this is my job. I have to do this properly. And then I sent it over and I was like, I don't know if I fully lost the plot or not. But he was like, I think it's the perfect amount of mad. I was like, okay, cool. That's all right. <laughs> that's what I loved about it. it was like, That's exactly kind of what I felt. Was I was like, this is fun. Like, I felt like the release was fun and it was playful. And it also gave me an exact, like from what I know of the beers that I've had from yourselves, I was like, this is the perfect way to put their beers into written word like I was like it really matches that like the fun playful aspect of wilderness in in writing I was like this is so good and that line in particular I was like yes <laughs> absolutely love it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like we're the uh like clean brewer nightmare uh, in that way oh yeah but, you know, we're very welcoming we're very inclusive <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beers, I want to crack a beer. Which one should we crack? Oh, yeah, please do. Which one should we do? I personally think that you should have the bitter first. That would make the most sense in my head. And then that's, I guess, the clean one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's, that's the the normal normal one. The normal one. (laughs) Excellent. I love a bitter. And I love the can art on all of these. They are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're really lucky. And um, that was someone that, uh, what, Helen, you were vaguely aware of? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Sophie Potter works, um, she's an artist based in Cardiff. And um, I, well, actually, for our 
it was a couple of years ago for our wedding anniversary uh sophie got her to paint our wedding flowers um so they're uh, my sophie it's very confusing there's two sophies one's my <laughs> wife and one's the illustrator um i was just so, about to ask you i was like yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so my sophie commissioned this painting and i was like this is so beautiful and then uh and i've so i've kind of like been following her on instagram and stuff for a while but then we sort of talked about the fact that I think like we uh, enjoyed I guess all of our previous labels but there's also an element of like it's almost like we're both um it's like both being creative without the ability to be like artistic in that way and I was like it's I think it almost felt a bit like I know for me especially it felt a bit like frustrating as I was like I know what I want this to look like but I physically I don't have the ability to do this yeah um and so we kind of were talking about like I guess starting to work with an illustrator and like and sort of what other artwork had inspired us and started from other um and we were kind of looking at a lot of like natural wine and some of the like cider stuff and um and then yeah actually yeah and then my Sophie had said have you thought about Sophie Potter um because she does uh lots of plants and botanicals and stuff and I sort of thought yeah actually that might work and James where we looked at her Instagram and stuff, James was really into it. And then, yeah, we got in touch and um, yeah, she's been amazing. Like she's the honest, she's just, she's almost too nice and she's very talented and that's really annoying. Um, <laughs> but... yeah, it made us both quite uneasy, didn't it? This person is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and like, also we both are a bit like, mm, like low level curmudgeon and she's very like positive. And I right. was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, I want to hate it, but I can. It's so, so nice. So brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's been like amazing to work with and really fun. Like, um, and I was like, it's really nice actually, because now I get to like, guess we like get to make the briefs and then I was like it's kind of like I don't know getting to be like these are the kind of ideas that I've got and then watching someone just and it's nice I was lucky because I've had that kind of experience with uh Birim and working with Elliot um so it's been really fun to kind of I guess do it again on like a different um project and um I guess looking at yeah the what like what we can do with the wilderness kind of like vibe and how we can put that out there and um it was nice actually my so um my wife runs a cafe in Cardiff and they have like some drinks fridges and um she said that the it's the most women she's ever had buy beer from the shelves um for from the wilderness launch which is really lovely and like that's ex- like I don't know. I was like, that's like literally like like what I guess that's kind of what you want to convey is that like, I guess, inclusivity of yeah. it not being, I don't know, guns and dinosaurs and, and yeah. all those things yeah. are fun, but they're not like us. Yeah. So yeah. it is really nice to have, uh, to be able to like, I guess, I don't know, help James. I mean, James might be like, no, Helen, this is what are you on about? But <laughs> no, no, it was it, it was nice. Like one, like we didn't give, like we were very open with our like design brief, I would say. But one of the main things was like, yeah, it's so it's not gonna be like neon robots and stuff. That's the 
Right. Yeah. And not because we've got anything against that. It's just that that's, that's not, everyone else, right? Yeah, like it's not wilderness. Yeah. Um, so, I've always loved your labels for like yeah. the, the the floral effects or the, just the, the nature element to it. And it's like just pieces of like floral artwork. Like it's something that I would expect to see on a, like some these as well. Like you expect to see that on a, on a canvas, like some, hanging on someone's wall is just a piece of art. <laughs> and I think that that's eye catching in its own way. Yeah, I, I, hopefully it stands out and it's like the, it's just meant to not be off-putting. Mm. if that makes sense um and like the the I, I mean I can't imagine there's many people out there that need their beer to be super macho or <laughs> something but but those people probably aren't buying our like what we would call like our like restrained yeah lightly sour lightly funky sort of range <laughs> of things anyway like it's it's not like it's not big and bold and masculine anyway <laughs> so like the the branding probably shouldn't be either that's uh yeah I mean, obviously, I'm quite like a big, like tough, masculine guy yes, myself. Yes, but obviously. That's, uh, that's... <laughs> Thanks, Helen. You have to laugh. It's right. quite it's right. No, it's honestly, it's overwhelming being in your presence. I can't. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. It's like being around Jason Statham 24 7, you know? It's too masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think he modeled his look similarly. Is, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah. took it from yeah, there. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> So how does it when like when you were doing the brief did you just kind of was it a case of just because I'm really curious overall of how you go about doing something like this do you kind of send across like do you, do you fall into the risk of sending across too much information of like here's what I have in my head or do you kind of go here's a few key things like here's what I really want to make sure is there it would be nice if you could do this do you talk about colors at all or specific like visuals or was it more keywords and then Sophie did the art and then sent it back to you and was there a back and forth period or was it pretty much like one and done got it immediately like I find this kind of stuff really interesting so I don't know how it works <laughs> no, no no we there was a bit of that like I guess we tried to present like almost like a series of problems okay to be solved if that makes sense we so we had this idea of this rise and fall series but we didn't quite know how we were gonna convey it we hadn't even necessarily worked out like the language we wanted to use to convey it like an idea of a a core range but don't call it a core range <laughs> and and it changes a bit and that sort of thing um Helen had come up with some really nice briefs of like here's some like you know, some colours and some very vague ideas. And we picked out some things from Sophie's Instagram that we liked, but we weren't trying to say, like, do this. It was just like, hey, this is what you've done for that we really like, if that gives you any sort of guide. Yeah. But, I mean, we we were fairly open, weren't we, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, yeah, the colours, that was like... Um, that was probably the only thing that, and even then I'd sort of said, you know, they don't have to be the exact, but like I'd put like the palette with all the different shades and stuff in. And, um, but yeah, it was kind of, I felt, um, it was actually really nice to talk to someone who isn't uh, a in beer or like, um, yeah. And isn't also, I guess, like she's not like a, like one of our customers or anything before so it was quite nice getting someone else's perspective and kind of yeah 
yeah, she was very much a part of that conversation about, um, you know, yeah, how how the sort of name is on the can and like where different things go and like is like have we gone to there were certain things that I was like I definitely want like I knew I wanted the wilderness logo where it is yep. because it will swap and be on the other side for when we do rise because oh, it's nice. the sun in the uh, yeah. opposite sides of the which ah, is nice. yeah. that <laughs> is um, yeah Clever. Yeah, and there's like really little things That's like that. Like the, <laughs> the fall is like highlighted. Yeah. Uh, so and that'll swap round. So like, yeah, just little nice. things. And it was really funny talking to Sophie because she was like, "Is that something that you think people are gonna notice, or is it just for you?" And I was like, "I don't really know," but I was like, "I, I, what, I'd like it anyway." I think that it, I was like the people that do notice. I yeah, I don't know. I'm quite like um. Like, I like to do things for a reason, I guess. Like, I think because I, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause, probably because I used to work in like lighting and stuff. Like, I'm very kind of like often the, any designy stuff. I'm like, there is a, everything kind of has a purpose. It's not just there for fun. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it is fun, but <laughs> it's also very serious. And <laughs> it's probably too high concept. Because then when you actually look at it, it's not really that high concept. But you know, yeah, I don't know. So. I think that gives it like personality though, because yeah. some people might notice it and immediately get it and like, okay, kudos to those people. Like that's yeah. great. But then you know, someone like myself, I might be like, I feel like it stood out to me and I don't know why it stood out to me, but then you've explained it and I've gone that makes total sense that's really clever and I feel like the fact that there is a story behind it almost lets you connect with like it sounds so weird to say but it's like almost lets you like connect with that like Brandon even more like knowing there's kind of logic behind it like you've not just you've not just done something because you've just gone nah just do it like the fact that you had a rationale behind why you're like I want that there and this represents this and this is like that almost gives you something to connect with on that level and it's just a really like oh yeah that is really quite clever and then you kind of start almost looking at everything in a different way because you're like oh am I missing anything else here now let me like (laughs) keep looking around (laughs) well and if if, on the description on the back if you take the first letter of every word it spells out uh... no it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) and also I was like I I was like I guess in some ways it's like a long a long lead up because I guess the that change people won't see until the next set come out next year so yeah. which will be nice but um yeah it's a bit of a yeah I don't know I don't know <laughs> yeah this is a beautiful beer like oh thanks bitter like I just I like a like a good bitter and you really get that like lovely biscuity malt in there and that little bit of like earthy spicy hop it's lovely for yeah, me, the it's... bitterness is so well balanced because I, yeah. I don't, when something is like almost so bitter, like when there's a heavy bitterness, but there isn't the other flavors like balancing it out as equally, I can just be like, oh, it's too bitter for me and my taste buds. But this, I feel like it's notable it's there, but like it, it's balanced in such a way that it's just like, 
almost very moorish like I like I've I've had to just pour myself a little bit more because I was just (laughs) drinking it too fast before we even got back around to talking about it I was like I'll have a little bit more and put that down and then the glass was nearly empty and I was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm really glad you like it like it's yeah it's 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 evolved out of a beer that we really have enjoyed making a few times which has been yeah this sort of vague idea of a, a bitter but brewed with both English and Belgian ale yeasts mm-hmm. and like, we've tried that quite a few times and it's really varied but I mean it's for me really like I really enjoy making that and the Belgian yeast just adds a little bit of like a almost like a interesting depth of flavour without mm-hmm. it being a belgian beer in any way it is just a bitter um but yeah like um I'm really pleased that we make that it, it's our way of making like a an approachable beer that um you know if we have the the brewery open and someone comes in and knows nothing about it I'm not just saying oh and here are the beers we make and it's a wall of like 750 mil yeah sour yeah. things I can show them like here's an ordinary bitter and but still like I think it's got our vibe because it's a co you know a co-fermented thing it's yeah. two yeast strains it's um and we can really play around with the recipe um like a few more belgian sort of biscuity malts um than a standard ordinary bitter might have um but then we can use some like locally grown english hops if we want to we've got some east kent goldings in here um which are really classic but yeah for the maybe for the next iteration we might go a little lighter on the maltiness and then dial up the hoppiness for a slightly more summery vibe um nice yeah so that's the that's the the plan um it feels very approachable it It feels very approachable as well for like if you have someone that maybe is somebody that likes more traditional styles of beer or is it isn't the most adventurous person like you said they're not going to be going for that that sharing bottle of like something really you know interesting and playful but this is just the right thing that someone can get into and and I think it being sub four percent as well it's 3.9 percent it makes it a lot more easy to like session it makes it easier for those people that aren't used to like higher ABV stuff as well and that adds to its drinkability I think so it's a really I feel like it's a really interesting you don't see too many people even in their core range as having a bit like I mean with all three like <laughs> they are things that people don't tend to have a core range but I actually think that it's quite is quite smart in its own way because that is something that you can get somebody that's more that's not as into like crazy craft beers or super wild beers or something like that like that it's something that someone that is used to just going in a pub and having a more traditional style could also enjoy and it's just like elevated in terms of the taste to what maybe they're normally used to so it is a very uh very smart pick and it's yeah just really nice <laughs> Okay. It's nice because that's the one we can also have, like, because we do do stuff uh, on cask as well. So it is nice to have that as a sort of yeah. um, offering. And, like, I mean, the, the, it's funny actually, the bitter, I mean, I love bitters, they're my favorite. And that was like one of the main things that always drew me to wilderness was that, that there was often like, bitter on offer and I thought that was always I always really liked that so that's really cool and um yeah is probably one of the reasons that 
it is one of the reasons that I was like that I wanted to work with James so um it's nice to kind of like I don't know take it and really like be able to showcase it um I feel like it would pair really well with food as well like it's something that there's a, a good amount of flavor there but it's not so bold in one way that you couldn't have it with a meal like I feel like it would pair really well with certain like dishes or even just having like you know appetizers with somebody like just as like snacky bits like that is a beer that would go really well with having like I don't know cheese and crackers or something like that it's something that you could like session have a catch-up with a friend and have like little picky bits and it would just like pair really well with that yeah definitely yeah and it fits in with like our sort of I guess basic sort of aim with all the beers is that there's there's no like dominating flavour like hopefully there's lots of flavour but it's quite broad in terms of thing and you know when we go on to some of the the wilder stuff and the barrel age stuff like okay they taste totally different but it's it's the same approach that like this has got maltiness and a bit of malt sweetness and bitterness and sort of a little bit of spicy yeast character and a little bit of maybe spicy hop character but nothing is hopefully overwhelming and between them they make an interesting thing and then compare that to some of the barrel age beers they might have some real deep funk and some sourness but again hopefully none of those are like leaping out and dominating the whole thing and hopefully that way I don't know you get more flavor <laughs> I don't, yeah it's, it's really difficult to more complexity yeah yeah that's it it's, yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to like phrase yeah. isn't it because it's yeah. like you're like oh there's lot there's lots of flaves there but yeah. there's nothing that's so like stand out and I think that also helps so there's nothing that's so like bold stand out that it's that it's off-putting because it's so well balanced with across the board with a lot yeah. of flavors that it's it's probably not there's very few people that are going to have that and go oh there's an off there's a there's something about that that's off-putting to me they all work really well like all of the flavors in it there's a lot of flavors in it but they work really well to like harmonize together that there's nothing that's like sticking out that's like oh this one particular element was so bold that it was hard for me to enjoy when I had it in this situation I don't know if that sounds right like if that makes sense (laughs) and like yeah we don't I guess we don't want any of our beers to ever be like one note if Mm. that makes sense Mm. which is I don't know that I guess that's just our house so it's not it's not critical of any other types of beer because I think oh both Helen and I love all sorts of beers and all sorts of drinks actually and like we really enjoy all sorts of things and it it also leaves loads of other beers for us to be able to have and enjoy without them being something we're trying to ape or yeah you know it's our little spaces I don't know they're sort of restrained balanced don't say boring um little (laughs) middle area I would say your your beers are far from boring I had um that that came to mind no I had um the naive melody I think it was oh yeah and I had that oh my god it was so good it was so good I was like, but, I, part of me didn't want to open it because I was like, once I, I like, I only had the one bottle. And I was like, once I open this and drink it, then it's gone. But also, <laughs> I really want to drink it. Like, I was like, I don't want this to be one of those ones that I just save 
and save and save and save. And then it's been so far down the line that I'm like, oh, I wish I knew what it tasted like closer to when I got it. And I think there's some things that are fun. It's fun to see how flavors shape and develop and change as they age. But like to some degree that works really well when you have the baseline of what it should taste like. So yeah. if you've never, yeah. not should, but like, you know what I mean? Like when it you works first- better if you've got two. Yeah. exactly exactly and That's I think an at the time I th- yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. and I think at the time um, it's like when I had put the, the the like last order in with your with yourselves before we did the brave noise one and I was like kept going back and forth to so many things I wanted to put in my cart and I was like oh, it's like show restraint show restraint show restraint and that was the one that I was like I'm allowing myself I think I got someone a birthday present of one of yours like what are your sharing bottles I was like that's a birthday present that one's not for me so I need something also for me because like I need to get myself something or I'll be you know envious of that so <laughs> I got the ones for the podcast that I was like and I'm also going to get this bottle because it sounds amazing <laughs> and it was <laughs> oh good yeah yeah I, that that's the sort of thing I think that really sums up like some of our things so it, it's quite a it was quite a quite an ordinary base beer if that makes sense it was a, a Belgian pale um sort of restrained normal aged in a um a Bordeaux barrel for about a year and a half before the addition of some plums um but they were plums that were grown um about 100 meters from the brewery there's a really lovely food charity and they let us go and pick the rest of the plums on their tree and that sort of thing so that was our sort of way of introducing wild yeast into the the beer and then we left it for another year and then we bottled it um and yeah like we were saying before like um some of the breweries that have you know special um buildings or like um brewery like belgian breweries in like the lambic valley or whatever and they're the inoculation of the wild yeast is always coming from you know staves they've had for hundreds of years yeah. or the same roof or whatever um our way is often with those sort of things is locally grown fruit is just such an amazing source of wild yeast and bacteria. We have a little orchard that we use for lots of that sort of thing, which is great. Um, And that's our way of having a little sense of place, but also like if we can use other local fruit, it's great. It's really fun. And like you get the weird mad flavors of like wild beers from your local environment. And it's, yeah, it's quite interesting and, exciting yeah it's really nice to get to work with like local growers and stuff as well and I think James has done a a really amazing job of like connecting with people in the I guess in that that area as well so yeah it's really nice yeah and lots of my neighbors don't know that I'm stealing fruit from their trees at at night that's That's also yeah exactly that's called foraging right having wild animals around but I don't understand like how they're yeah, guessing the gone. Gone. <laughs> that particular tree I don't know <laughs> the key is you need to take it from like uh different bushes so it just looks okay. <laughs> spread it yeah, out yeah, yeah. a little bit displacement yeah. and just keep casually mentioning goats to people like have you seen those goats that are around here <laughs> yeah. problem because I have <laughs> yeah you eating the fruit <laughs> is it is that thing again like back to that whole like for me with that with the labels for example and I'm saying like that gives you something almost like to connect with when you have that story but I think I tend to be more 
like like I I find that I'm gravitated naturally to some of the beers that do use like say local honey or like you know first and last how they do all like the forage stuff like that like locally forage things like for me I tend to gravitate a lot to those because I'm like oh it's really nice because not only are you kind of buying something from this brewery you're also sort of supporting their local ecosystem in a way as well so it's like I might not live you know near you but it also kind of feels like oh it's nice because it's showing the support for that other small business that's that's there as well or you know uh you know farmers trying to sell things or just the community as a whole like it's again there's just more of like a story to connect with there and I like that concept that I just naturally think I, I gravitate to those beers when I see them out or at least I want to know more about it because I'm like oh that's interesting but also the fruit they've used is you know local fruits and yeah I find that really interesting yeah I think one of the big things that we've noticed this year as well is the well it's just something that we've kind of talked about a couple of times like the um I don't know so we were at a festival earlier this year and there were quite a few different breweries with like fruited beers and stuff and like they were pouring these beers and they were all these like gorgeous like amazing like pinks and reds and everything and like almost got a little bit like self-conscious because like we've got this we just launched our uh boise which is the raspberry um uh sour ale that we did in the 750s and oh, that was, it was like we had one keg of it it was very that was very exciting um but uh so we had that with us and I was like it's gonna be really I was a bit like almost a bit anxious about like that the because I guess customers are becoming so adjusted to the kind of maybe heavier fruited sours and stuff so I was like it's gonna look strange when we hand over them it's just the natural color that it is I guess and because it is it was literally like I think I can't remember how much someone I think said to you James how what did they ask you how much how much fruit per liter and you were like (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know. Uh, like, like I just I, put it in till I felt like I should stop. Yeah, and like, then that if, felt yeah. right. Like <laughs> if you're working with a limited because you're working with what's there. So yeah, you're not, I guess, like fruiting in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But for that particular bit, like the raspberries came from like the there's a sort of green lane uh that runs down the side of my house that has wild raspberries growing in. But that's it. Like that's yeah. that's it. And I also wasn't gonna take all of those because like birds and stuff are relying on yeah. those so like we, we take a portion and we leave some and that's the that's the thing so that beer had the raspberries in that it had in rather than <laughs> buying puree that comes from I don't know where in the, where? the world sort of thing mark. Um, yeah <laughs> um which which is also fine but um that way the fruit if there's a you know if we get a good crop that's more fruit character but if not, it's still the bugs and things on the fruit that are just as important for us. Um, and it's important for us to for it to taste like a wild beer, not just a fruit smoothie. Yeah. Not to say that those beers aren't also nice because they are, and I really like a lot of those. Me too. But they're not, they're not 
what we're making. Yeah, it's they're not, isn't they're it? not wilderness yeah. beers. That's not what we want from your beers. We want yeah, that's... that sense also... of that sense of place, like you said. That's that yeah. and that nature. And it's that difference. Beers. It's that difference between bespoke ordering your fruit for you know when you're ordering your fruit it's like you have a set amount you have in your mind that you're like this is how much I get so like it's obviously easier to track how much you've kind of done when you've like bespoke ordered for a beer as opposed to being like let's go see what I can forage today (laughs) and then when you get it back you're like well this is what I have to work with you're not gonna go like this is what I have to work with I better go weigh it up and then commit that to it. Like it's one of those, it's, it yeah. seems a lot more spontaneous of like, I've got what I've got and this is what I'm going to use and we'll see how it turns out. And I think that also makes it more exciting because if you are making the same stuff yearly and you're just relying on like the crop levels, for example, some years might be good. Some years might not be as plentiful. And, you know, that also makes it really interesting to return back to those beers because you might be like, I really like this. I want to see what it's going to taste like if you were to change that fruit ratio to be a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Or um, I think it's kind of like the same reason why I really appreciate wines. Like, I mean, I'm not a massive wine person. Like I'm by no means a massive wine person, but I really found like it was interesting when I've done like gone to wine tastings or something and it's kind of like yeah one year they could have like the same winery could have a really good crop year and it would taste a particular way and then all it takes is the weather to be slightly different one year and it tastes completely different and I just find again the nerdy part of me just finds that incredibly interesting to be it's yeah. what you use honey you use honey you can get the honey from the same exact place different time of year and it could completely change the taste and for me that is what makes it so interesting and makes me want to keep going back yeah I think that's really interesting and like that yeah that's like our approach to seasonality I guess in a way is like like we have always have a really nice crop of blackberries in our orchard and so sort of every year or so we have a beer that's been aged on blackberries and that keeps moving forward and yeah like it'll but it'll be a totally different beer each year and sort of compare that to, so when I started brewing, I worked for a, sort of a larger regional brewery and they'd been making at least a couple of the beers for, it was coming up for like 25 years or something. Mm. They'd be making that beer. And the challenge was with like yearly or like six monthly different harvests of malt and things, like you'd be trying to make the beer the same with changing ingredients, which is a real skill and like hard and yeah. and like and it's great and it's fun and it's a real challenge and like really good but you can also go the other way which is like okay this is the ingredients I've got to work with like what are we going to do yeah (laughs) and that's fun too right and but you can only do it on a small scale you can't be a commercial no sorry I mean we are commercial like Helen has wages we we pay and you know we're we're a proper business and we we pay our taxes and that sort of thing but like (laughs) Like I just want to make it very clear (laughs) that anyone that's listening, we pay our employees, we pay our taxes. (laughs) We are fully licensed on a larger scale. Yeah, that's right. It it just it just doesn't like our way of doing things wouldn't work on a big mass production. Yeah, Yeah. you couldn't like you couldn't mass produce to that degree and have that consistency. And I think even to some degree, like in order to to have that consistency at that bigger scale like that's when it starts becoming more 
from from you know maybe this is just my opinion I don't know but that's when it starts becoming more like machine driven of like mm. your machine does it all for you you just measure out how much of each thing and put it in and the and the and it does it all for you more or less to a degree and and almost it feels like then you lose some of that it's fine it works but there's got to be some level of like when you're passionate passionate about brewing that part of that excitement would just like disappear if you were to be on that scale where it's like you're not getting hands-on with some of these wild styles I feel like that's probably what makes you tick is being able to like be hands-on and like play around with the different styles of things and yeah and like it's really fun like we've got uh we've got like 30 barrels or so sort of aging and like you know a couple of months ago we had a Helen and I had a sort of session together like tasting lots of them and making notes and being like hey this is what we should do in the next six months with these and stuff and like our production so we brewed those beers maybe a year ago maybe six months ago maybe more like um we've got no idea what they're going to be released as or sold as or blended as or which fruit is going to be added into which one and stuff like this is not I mean it's not a sensible business but it's (laughs) it's a there's a lot of like that's exciting for us but also like it's yeah like we're so led by the beer and the barrels and what fruit we're going to have available and that sort of thing like we're very like I think we're really lucky but I guess we've also somewhat chosen this stupid it has to fit the way it. you work though isn't yeah. it because on some yeah. degree like someone else like you you both thrive in that but you might have other people that would be like that's an absolute nightmare <laughs> I couldn't do it and they'd feel too stressed out by that and but that's also why I think the rise and fall makes perfect sense for how you do things because it, it completely works and for other people they might be like couldn't I couldn't plan like if I can't plan what might you know it might just be a more difficult for different ways of working yeah and like the the rise and fall is meant to be there like because we we sometimes have people order stuff it sells well for them they come back we'd like to order some more and we're like oh no 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 no, that's (laughs) all gone we don't have that anymore (laughs) we now have these beers which are totally different and they're like oh okay (laughs) the rise and fall is like at least having some beers that people could maybe order more than once yeah yeah and yeah they might not be the same but at least it's the same vague thing yeah I also think the past year has been really weird because obviously we you know come out of covid and like the we I don't know it's been such a like obviously you know everyone sort of stopped brewing kegs and stuff and like so that was weird so then suddenly keg demand spiked and then which was so I was like oh as a James everyone wants kegs we need to start making kegs and then obviously the war in Ukraine happened and then kegs became really difficult to get a hold of um due to like various parts of like kegs and stuff being made over there um and like uh, and then also bottles and then it just like it was just constant like so many random things and it was like how are we gonna kind of um, <laughs> like yeah I guess pull that together but um yeah so it's been a it's been a funny like I guess year um of kind of trying to work out yeah work work everything out and kind of um but but also really nice um and like the rise fall is like that's I mean that was the most 
I mean, I had a thing not that long ago where I messaged James and was like, James, I forgot to launch the beer that we were supposed to launch. And he was like, yeah, I know. I did notice. I was like, right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need to get some more, like, I don't know. I was like, you need to be, like, stricter. (laughs) I was like that. I was was horrified. I I love the idea that you're like, okay. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you into your office. You're gonna shout at me. <laughs> just like com- I don't know what happened. It just completely. But I was like in a normal job. Yeah. <laughs> like I would be in so much trouble. I was like, you need to. So actually, it's been quite nice doing the like rise and fall thing because I was literally like, this is like a. I don't know. I've. Uh, it felt. It's been really good for me because I uh, until working with James. Like I'd never done this sort of role uh, before. Like I've done sales in terms of like customer service and being a bartender, but like I've never had to, I guess I've never done this. And I'm really grateful that James very much just took a chance on me because um, yeah, I, yeah, but that, that I was like, that that's bad. I should, I need to like, I, I love that. Really good for us to have. The hurt. idea that you're like, I forgot to launch this. And he's like, yeah, I did notice, <laughs> but. it happens happens. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah uh, we're quite relaxed about releasing stuff like we released something a couple of weeks ago that had been bottled so Helen's been with us for about a year we released something um that had been bottled before Helen started um the other day just because I'd been sitting on it and it didn't feel quite the right time of year to release it and yeah so we're not quite as I don't know we're not this relentless sort of schedule driven organization as a thing so it was quite it was quite interesting to have this rise and fall series and we were like right it's all going to launch on this day and I was like, oh crash better actually brew some beer then and like get it ready and <laughs> I know like build on oh, that. deadlines like doing the production yeah. schedule and stuff I was like the thing is there is like there is I'm, I am like naturally quite like organized I think from doing like theater and stuff like that's like I did well the kind of main thing that I did was stage management and then I went into lighting through there and like that is just just lots and lots of like organization and stuff and um I guess project management so I was like there is a really organized part of me but there's also like together with the organized bit there's also this sort of chaotic like just like almost sometimes completely useless individual and like trying to make those two people work together can be quite hectic sometimes so I am like no James I need you to like I do need you to to you know be like no this is has this been done (laughs) because otherwise like sometimes I'm just like I come into the like this is my little office I'll come in here and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) do you have the conversation outside you yeah okay we do this we do this then you, you get in the office you're like oh no one, I the nice thing is because <laughs> neither is very good at like being like firm with each other um so we've outsourced it we've got like a shared like to-do list thing that we yeah. set like deadlines for ourselves and each other yeah. and it's like a really like I guess sometimes it's passive aggressive right like the way we sort of set deadlines <laughs> for each other but it means there's yeah. never any confrontation it's great it, so it was the app right yeah, yeah. yeah. Asana told me to do it so therefore 
like yeah that, it, yeah that does help and it'll be like this is how this hasn't been done and I'm like oh, okay uh, oh, no but then the app gets a bit aggressive with you because it comes oh. up with a thing saying do you want to send an update to your team explaining why you're running behind your deadline <laughs> and, and there's no, no button that says no <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like you've got to yeah, do you, you want to yes to. yes or yes. definitely yes. and you're like oh yes yes so that's uh, that's fun I, I was going to suggest, in fact, because this is the other one I have here, that um, oh, yes. I was okay. going to sample the, the Saison. Yes, let's I wanted to, given we've been talking about barrels and things. Yes, yeah. that would be um, good. Um, so, so, I mean, you say you've got like an, uh, these, this is a interesting lineup for uh, core beers, but when I'm homebrewing, people are like, are oh, you going to open a brewery? What's going to be in your core range? And I'm like, a Saison would be yeah. in my, in my yeah, core range. Like, why wouldn't you have a Saison in your core range? <laughs> Smells <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> <laughs> I mean so this I'd say this is a good reflection of the sort of the beer we make which is pale and um dry and a little bit funky um, smells amazing yeah so this is our this is our way of making like a, a beer which is vaguely reproducible out of processes and ingredients that are inherently not um so this is a blend of a, a one-year barrel-aged saison and a fresh one. So we can, A, stretch a barrel further, sell it at a slightly lower price point because it's not had to be all barrel-aged, makes it a bit more accessible, both in terms of price, but also like it's not quite so funky and aggressive is the wrong word, but like it's, it's restrained. Um, but it also means we can brew the fresh beer in order to complement what we've got in barrel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm. So this one, we we brewed a fairly low ABV, fairly light base to complement uh, a beer, which was a little funky, a little sour, but not too much. Um, and then we freshened it up with a little dry hop once it was blended together. And that's the sort of style of beer I think we'd like to make and make a, a thing. Yeah, definitely. So we're, yeah. we're pushing it quite hard. I really like the kind of orange and like oranges and lemons sort of vibe to it. And like that kind of flavor profile, it's been fun actually. We keep coming at that in different capacities. Like one way was like with a certain yeast strain that we'd gotten. And then another one was like we'd got some experimental French hops and they were like crazy. They were literally just like oranges and lemons. And it was like, wow. it's been really kind of cool to like, come at that at different angles where and then like um yeah I guess some have like actual orange in and then yeah so it's quite nice to just keep uh yeah that as a as a pairing so it's it's surprisingly like from when you smell it to when you taste it it's like there's a surprising amount of like sweetness in it that I just wasn't expecting and like almost like a like orange blossom yeah. I don't know. That's the best way no, I can no, explain no. it. Absolutely. Um, so the the fun thing is, like, um, so this is dry hop with citra. And citra, obviously, is that sort of classic thing. And in a pale ale, if it's just hot with citra, you know exactly what you're going to get. It's going to be super clean. I, I say one note a lot, but, like, it's it's, it's got a real identifiable flavour. Yeah. But it's ripe for combining with breath in a mixed culture because it really broadens that flavor out and you go from that real like sharp citrus note to like 
orange and almost verging towards like rose mm. in a, a nice way. And it it really lends itself to mixed firm stuff. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun thing for this. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it's because it's got that sort of fruity nose and fruity taste. It it, it lulls you into thinking that it's sweet, even though it's like it's actually really bone dry. Like because it's a saison and had a mixed yeah. culture in that sugar's all fermented away, but it doesn't. It's not that sort of mouth drying out dry. It's not like a really dry white wine, even though it's just as like sugar free as as that in a sense. Mm. Yeah, it's got like a like a juiciness to it, but not like not. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is still it is still dry. Yeah, but then the, there is like that's why I was saying it was like sweet. It was almost like sweeter that way than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it kind of took me by surprise. And then it was like, it went from sweet to like immediately like a bit floral, which is why I was like orange blossom because there was almost like this, it, it is very, del- like I would say very delicate. Yeah, like the flavours are yeah. very quite delicate and it is, there is like a complexity while also, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, but it's, it's it is very like, it is elegant. very enjoyable. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's very much what we're aiming for. Like H- Helen summed it up really nicely. Like we we had a beer that was not too far off this something we did a, a year or a bit more ago, and it's almost like for a saison, it's almost got hints of like a New Englandy IPA. Like it's yeah. soft, yeah, I see that. and yeah. juicy, yeah, um, quite pillowy. Yeah, it feels. <laughs> um, despite it being like a totally different thing. Um, this this is quite young, this version. So because it's got that mixed culture in all of our beer has got all of the yeast and bugs in still. There's no filtering, there's no anything. So they're they're all live. And in particular, this one is can conditioned, um, as was the bitter. Um so in a year's time, it'll probably be more interesting, more funky. But while it's fresh and it's got that sort of hop freshness too, like it has got aspects of yeah hopefully like a people that are into the sort of flavor profile of a like a juicy not too bitter pale can find something to enjoy in this as well yeah i think so um, i say that's that's a tricky selling point though right no but it was de- <laughs> like it was definitely i was having that i was like it's juicy and i wanted to say like it's juicy like a new england but it's not but that's it like exactly what you described is what was going through my head and i was like uh, but then it's got that kind of vinous white wine like quality to it and it's dry like it's all that combined together it's lovely it is that way that you're like you're almost like oh if I'm the only one that tastes this I almost don't want to say that in case people are like because you almost like think it and then you go oh it's gonna sound really stupid and if I say that and and I'm the only one that's got it that way like people are gonna be like what are you talking about (laughs) but like so far of of the the two out of the three we've had so far as well like I'm almost gutted that I open them because it's like I want to like go and take them to like just gotta buy some more yeah I know exactly that's what I'm thinking like well, the second you went in a year's time this is gonna be like really fucking interesting like well okay I've obviously gotta buy more now, buy some more now. <laughs> but it's that thing of I'm like I I want to like share this with the people local mm. to me to be like try this this is this is so nice like if you don't normally like saisons like try, try this because I think you might actually like it even though maybe you're used to just pales and you haven't gone on with saisons before like mm-hmm. this is such a 
the flavors in it I feel like really lend themselves to being quite interesting and especially for people that maybe don't or haven't previously found like a saison that they've enjoyed yeah and like while again we're not calling it a core range and anyone that calls it a core range you know we dealt with accordingly you're both very very stern yeah <laughs> you are both gonna set them straight on that <laughs> your to-do list to tell them off yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but like those things have got to be approachable right and that's that's yeah. something that's important to us with even though it's a bit of a mad like set of three beers to be like a anything approaching like a core thing like keeping them approachable is really our like was part of the like design of them but also hopefully they've got enough interest for the nerdier end too um yeah because i think that what'll happen is is that the the they'll be drawn in by the illustration if not the style and then they'll try the beers and then they won't be upset so (laughs) You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if you anyone like... could be upset with these beers, they're gorgeous. Oh. I'm just picturing oh. you like putting it on a wall, though. Like, step one, lure them in with, with the photos. <laughs> step two, they they're not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, step two, they drink it. Step three, they're not mad about it. They're not mad. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to please everyone, but I think it making some of our. I guess the idea is is that if we can like get people interested with the that range and then hopefully then people they'll start to then buy some other bits and then eventually you know it's a bit like a I guess yeah it being like a gateway to maybe trying more sour stuff or 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 like barrel aged stuff um and then also if not then that's fine because if you're like no I just really like the bitter or like you know we've done some like cask UK hot pails and stuff then it's like well we have something for you it's just yeah just not this stuff so yeah we're, we're kind of like um trying to I guess approach like a lot of drinkers um but you will be disappointed if you're are looking for New England because we just uh, like there are like elements of like and that's why I wanted to do this um like I really wanted the that saison to be a part of it because I was like I mean when I had the uh, sort of the original from before I was like this is yeah it's like the a saison for a New England drinker and so I I kind of thought it'd be a nice uh, I like it when there are flavors hidden in things that. Oh, yeah, I've always really liked that thing when you drink something and then you go, oh, this is like, this reminds me of something that's completely different. It's been made in a completely different way. They shouldn't have a similarity. It doesn't make any sense, but they do. Like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how, like, I started getting into, well, like, I guess learning more about wine and learning more about cider and stuff was because of that. And I liked going to tastings. I liked, cause I was learning about beer and then going to wine tastings as I was learning about beer and being like, this is crazy. This tastes like a girl's and people being like, what? <laughs> 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 like, that kind of like, I don't know. I loved that. And I, I, I kind of, I've always said, I'd love to do like a, a, it's quite difficult. I don't know how I'd do it. I've always liked the idea of doing a tasting of stuff where it's like things that are, almost the same but they're made 
in like completely opposite ways but that is like that is speaking to the core of me I feel like <laughs> like that's what I love is being like yeah. it sounds so stupid but even when it's something that's like cool I've got I don't know a, a bunch of beers that are meant to taste like uh, rhubarb and custard like like that I'll get those and then I'll get the rhubarb and custard and I'll be like how I like to kind of see like how similar they are to said item whether that's like food item or a different type of drink or it's like you know maybe people are making uh, uh bucks fizz slash mimosa beer and it's like okay well maybe I want to get a bottle of bucks fizz or make a mimosa and see how that stands up to the beers that are trying to like emulate that or like joe and i have done it with um like cocktail in beer mm. and there's like a bunch of stuff that we're trying to kind of see that or we've done the uh we've done like an episode on uh wine effectively we did kind of like a two-parter on wine where it was like okay approaching it from the lens of we've got a few beers that are red wine beers a few that are white wine rosé sparkling wine like that element and kind of looking at it and going in isolation do we like this beer yes actually we might quite like that beer is that a good interpret like is can you make that connection however between red wine and beer to the degree that I could give a red wine drinker who is adamant that they don't like beer this particular one and they would actually go maybe I don't dislike beer. I just yeah. haven't found the style that I like. And it's like those elements, like I absolutely love that. I completely nerd out over that. So like, to me, if you were to be like, I'm going to do a tasting of uh, these bottles that are like meant to be emulating, like we're going to, they've been aged in red wine barrels, let's just say. And we want to kind of see the similarities there, even though they're like different, it's a beer versus a wine, you know, can we pull out those similar flavors like that to me is like c- completely up my alley like absolutely <laughs> love that <laughs> so I'm very pro like yes <laughs> definitely like that would be that would be really cool to see to be honest no. um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine you trying to advertise that it's like here's five different drinks that all taste identical but the same but like they're not but different <laughs> yeah come on guys yeah, this is really fun. Like, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> cool. You'll see it cool. when you're there. Yeah. But I, I think even multi-house, multi like um, a household of people that drink beer, but drink very like different things. Like maybe somebody drinks something a little bit more adventurous and somebody is a little bit more subdued with the flavor profiles that they like and they need something a little bit more delicate. Like I feel like the range you offer there it's quite good because someone can put in one order and cater to multi different taste and, and I feel like still end up satisfied. Like uh, I always think that's really good because I think it's great when a brewery does one start, like one thing, one thing really well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. However, it does make it harder when you have <laughs> like multiple people that you're trying to put together one order for. Um, and that can be really difficult if you've got different taste buds. And it's just like, even just if I just pulled up your website, I bet I could go through like a bunch of different cans where it would appeal to someone that is a bit more nerdier and likes all those like really niche, you know, f- flavor profiles of fruit or wild stuff, interesting, funky stuff. But also for me. I could find beers. <laughs> yeah, I could find beers for somebody that maybe is like, oh, I don't want too funky. That may be too much like... <laughs> the blended saison is like 
probably that first good step for them to slowly start trying more and more funky stuff without being overwhelmed because I think the problem is if you throw someone in the deep end and they try something that's like too crazy and out there they might just go oh no I'm never trying that again because I know I hate I know I really didn't like that whereas if you kind of like ease them in and they start going I like that and you figure out what they like about it you can slowly add more and more complexities to it based on what they did and didn't like yeah, and I feel yeah, like your absolutely. range offers that for people, yeah. which, is, which is quite good. Yeah, hopefully. Like it's because it's just me that sort of in the brewing most of the time. If people come in and come in, like often they won't have any idea the sort of things we make, but it, it's nice to be able to sort of talk through what sort of things do you like? Oh, maybe you like this or something. What's actually the most challenging is when people come in and say, What have you got that's like an IPA? And I'm like, no nothing yeah no, no, no. like oh <laughs> no, no. No. let me think on that no. one. <laughs> but uh yeah no it's really nice and like people are I mean people are generally quite open and mm. yeah and as you say like you can pick out flavors that people like and um yeah like we've got a, a, a really dry saison aged in a sherry barrel with some uh sherry floor like yeast that I think in fact you guys might have a can of that possibly yeah I yeah so which is oh, yeah. exciting I read it and I was like oh yes yeah <laughs> I was like oh yes and the label's gorgeous yes. so I was like <laughs> double yes <laughs> <laughs> so like that's quite an out there beer right but for for people that don't aren't really into beer like actually that's quite approachable in a lot of ways because it's got familiar flavors and like yeah like um flavors of sherry are very welcome to a lot of people and something quite dry is like people like really dry white wine that's just that's not an unusual thing to like and so you can sort of pick out things that okay are unusual in beer but aren't actually things that humans inherently hate <laughs> which is always a that's what we try and build our beers off really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things that people don't inherently hate yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your criteria so yeah, yeah, yeah. just make sure we don't do anything people inherently hate we're good <laughs> Yeah, and I also think that, I mean, the fun thing about the House of Grow Up in is that it's, um, like... You should say, know, that's the sherry beer. Yeah, <laughs> that's the sherry beer. Yeah, yeah. Like, the one thing I really liked about the house I grew up in was... Yes, the one. <laughs> I was like, let me just throw that in there for anyone yeah, that's yeah, listening yeah. and didn't see the label. <laughs> um, is that it actually is the kind of thing you would probably normally find more like I think in like a 750 and the fact that it's in a 440 is really nice because you um I guess it's not it like I, I it's not too much basically I think it might be if you were to I mean if you're like me and are very comfortable to drink 750s on your own uh <laughs> I do think <laughs> You might still be like, oh, I, this is actually a bit much. And I guess, and if you're not sharing it with anyone, but then that's the nice thing about having, I don't know, having something that I think should almost should be in a 750 in a 440 because it's, I don't know, nice for people who don't drink, like, yeah, don't want to drink large quantities um, on their own or maybe their, you know, partner doesn't like certain types of beer and stuff. So I do think that that's... Um, that was really nice. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So, that, that's... There's nothing that's more frustrating when you see something that's like super, super interesting. 
and you're like, oh, but it's in that 750 mil bottle. And you're like, oh, do I go for it? Knowing like, let's this be is real. definitely a share. <laughs> We've both got cupboards full of 750 mil beers that we're like, we need to right. share that with someone. And like, we've not me. got together. Like we've not had time to get like, or you just can't get people together to do it. And then you're like, oh God, it's going to have to sit there There's specific bit. ones that yeah. I set aside that I was like, we have to do a bottle share and we keep going, yes, yes, yes. And yeah. it doesn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's also sad right like like sometimes right. you'll buy a beer and then you'll think oh it's too special to drink and then right. you'll never actually drink it yeah that isn't what beer's for right? drink like it. it's... I'm, yeah well, I'm exactly I'm up there that. for that the the fun time is now the best time I feel personally now. attacked let's, right now because <laughs> I'm just attending too close to home I'm like I know guys I'm sorry this is my intervention I apologize <laughs> also I just think the idea yeah. that people didn't drink through their stash during yeah. COVID what were you doing <laughs> we built Quite it up more. since then <laughs> all I did we continued to add to it that's the problem yeah. that was the problem because then there was that like well, I really like these breweries and I want to make sure that they're still here. So I'll just keep yeah, ordering yeah, and then yeah, being yeah. like, I'll just keep ordering. But I couldn't drink at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And because I think there was also that like hyper consciousness of being like, oh, well, I don't want to start drinking too much knowing that I'm at home and I'm not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like that, like. Ooh, I should make sure I'm moderating myself and would like pull but like would make that effort to pull back because I know that if I didn't I like completely would have but then you're also being like all right who can I support like I want to spread the support out while I can like for as long as I can and uh but not drinking too much <laughs> it was just like oh yes but well we're, we're also really guilty right because we had a we had like a barley wine um in bottles that we the one that we've only just started selling um because we sat on it for a year because um I was like well if we sell it now like people will drink it and it's only going to get better for a year so if we if we sit on it then people can't drink it and they can't you know they can't ruin it yeah yeah. Yeah. we are doing you a favor yeah Yeah. Yeah. you're welcome It's the yeah. respect we treat our customers with. Like, we won't tell you this because you, you're bloody going to drink it. You got to wait. I've just pulled it up and again, the label's beautiful. And it sounds nice. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we just had this conversation about how, like, I can, I shouldn't just sit on these beers. You're going to buy some more. <laughs> it's meant for drinking. And I'm like, oh, stop it. Her mum found, found her stout cupboard the other week. <laughs> It's like the big 750 bill, like sharing bottles and stuff. Yeah. And they're the ones that I keep saying like, hey, guys, we have to do like a bottle share. And then it never happens. So I'm like, I cannot drink through these barley wines and these stouts and like big, big bottles of like lambic beers and stuff like yeah. I had my uh, like just just like the Cantillion and stuff. Like that. And I'm like, I can't sit and have that all by myself. Well, I need I- to share it. <laughs> I have a friend, a customer who came in the other day and he um, he had a similar problem and he's solved it now. He's uh, he's found that um, if he has a share of bottle or a barley wine or something, every time he has a bath, then oh. it a, encourages him to wash all the time. But get really, it's really getting through it. Um, <laughs> I bet. So. I love and respect that. I <laughs> love that so much. Oh, How's your bath with the 750? Love oh. it. Uh, yes. My problem is, though, is I... My, my problem is I feel like by the time it takes, like, fill up a bath, 
I lose the interest and the drive to like have the bath or like you get in it and you're, you're like it has person. to be like really yeah it has to be like really hot and then you're like now it's too hot and I don't want to sit in it anymore <laughs> and in this day and age you can afford to have a bath thank you yeah exactly I will, I will say though that like so I'll never get over I remember a guy coming in to the old beer bar that I used to work in and he had this, like, he was so excited. He had this beer and it was like 10 years maybe. And like, he was, and like, and it it was like from an American brewery. It was like, for, like a, I think it was almost like a, maybe a barrel aged stout. Anyway, he opened it and it was bogging because he'd had it for so long that it had gone bad. And I was like this, and he was like, honestly, I've never seen a man look sadder. And I was just like, and it and like because I get like that's a huge like he likes to collect them and all this kind of stuff yeah and I was just like I just that's that's the risk I guess with yeah. that is that you're like I don't know you don't want to yeah you, you don't want to hold on for something for too long especially when it comes to maybe more of the wild like fresher stuff or but yeah, yeah that that is a fear so um yeah. I wouldn't maybe don't hold on for too long no be really sad um but it's more the ones that I deprioritize the ones that I've bought multiple bottles of specifically to have one and then like if it's a yearly release like for example uh Siren's birthday every year they do maiden oh yeah yeah. so it's like I'll buy like multiple maidens and then it's like cool I have the one and then the next year's release comes out and it's okay buy multiple bottles have the one and compare it to the last year's one as well doing, and like that level there. yeah yeah well, I've done that's, that that's with... an admin nightmare right like that's, uh... <laughs> it really is <laughs> <Helen and laughs> I like, oh. managed that. that's, uh, that's uh... <laughs> you've got your to-do list <laughs> spreadsheets <laughs> the to-do list will do it for you <laughs> and I love spreadsheets because I like being able to make them different colors um <laughs> that's that's the extent of my like spreadsheet ability I'm just like yes and this one will be pink um, <laughs> like yeah. did you see my spreadsheet appreciate yes. it <laughs> yes. uh, I uh I was only gonna have two out of three but now I feel like I'll just crack open the third one and we'll finish it off yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Let's gonna do, do it. it if you guys have the time I'm gonna crack open the third yeah. one because now I'm like I want to taste it now you've just I don't want to set it aside the three you know yeah. yeah I've got a question about this label so this is the um the breaded pale. I'll show the label if you're watching the video. It's a cactus with some flowers on it, and a pink cowboy hat. How do how did the cowboy hat make it on there? That's adorable. Uh, I'm not yeah. it. <laughs> Was this like something that specifically someone said that would be cool, or did Sophie uh, show it to the, you? Went, yes. I, th- I think someone said specifically that would be cool, and that that someone was was Helen. I think that's uh, that's. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had this idea when I was trying to, because I was, the, uh, well, actually, funnily enough, this came about because I was trying to work out how to describe Brett to someone who, um, like, doesn't really drink beer and kind of, um, yeah, just like isn't, uh, you know, a saddo. So I was like, <laughs> how do I describe this? Helen, Helen, we're not, we talked about this. We're not supposed to describe our customers as saddos. <laughs> prefer the term geek thank you (laughs) it's cool though we'll also answer to sado (laughs) we'll answer to sado as well (laughs) um 
I'm one too. It's fine, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I was trying to work out how to do that. And I was like, I guess talking about the fact that it was wild. And, um, and this is what's weird because I didn't do this intentionally. And it, it, uh, so I said, I was like, it'd be quite cool to have something that's a bit like uh, Wild West. Also, we're in the West. <laughs> you know being in Wales I was like that's quite cool I was like so and it was gonna be a wild beer um and I had sort of like said that I had little like pictures of well I actually had some pictures of Dolly Parton and then I had some pictures of (laughs) (laughs) like I want it to be like cowboys but not like cowboys like not like pop cowboys like Dolly Parton cowboys yeah Um, Yeah. like like leather chaps yes Yes. anything else no No. I love the idea of what this brief said I want cowboys but not like cowboys yeah (laughs) stay with me Dolly Parton cowboys (laughs) yeah and I feel like that nailed it yeah I was like so and um and I sort of said, you know, maybe like a cactus would be quite cool. And then I was like, you know, talking about all the different flavors and stuff. Actually, one of the pictures, I, I did send her multiple pictures. I kept finding pictures of frogs and cowboy hats. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I want a frog. And then I was like, no, because we're, we're plants and flowers. Yes, and that's, yeah. fine. that's so but oddly I'm... specific. Frogs <laughs> I just kept finding them. And I was like, actually, maybe. The I'll... algorithm, you found one and went, yes. And the yes. algorithm was like, so you like these then? Yes. I just kept saving them. I was like, this is so good. Um, but uh, anyway, it, the weird thing is, is that this beer, so it's a breaded pale and the beer that it's based on, the, I guess, original version of this um had a like a pink background with cactuses on it it was called heavy weather and I'm and yeah I I don't know I did I when I did the brief I wasn't even thinking about heavy weather that was what was so strange and then when James was like it's really cool and it'll be nice for customers because who had it previously because of the link and I was like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I planned but that. Absolutely. Yes. Marketing genius. Yes. <laughs> this is my first rodeo. I know what I'm doing. Uh, literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Dolly Parton rodeo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it how it came about, really. But that was the most fun to I guess look at. And it was nice. Actually, one of the things that she did discuss in the early sketches was like um the idea of like of a horse blanket with like the and having like almost different imagery and like the patchwork of it which was really lovely um and I really liked that um but I think after we'd I'd kind of after we discussed the kind of cactus thing I was like actually I really like the and yeah, I'm having the little, yeah, I kind yeah. of, that was the one we were drawn to, but. Um, I, I think also I felt that having a literal picture of a horse blanket was a little on the nose for uh, <laughs> like a precious fear. That was, that's just me. That's I feel like it. in one way it would be really cool and really, it's like, it's like one of those, like, if you know, you know. If yeah. you're a saddo, if you're a saddo, it would be like a horse blanket. Uh-huh. But the non-saddos might be a bit like, what? <laughs> Frankly, they would have been confused. But I also thought, again, going back to like why we couldn't have the frog, and I'm not, I am obsessed, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm just fine, but I just was like, it would, it, yeah, it because of the, uh, I guess, the floral and the plants and stuff, yeah. I was like, it would be nice to keep, kind of stick to that. And, um, but I was, yeah, I was sad about the frog. 
it's fine it's not, it's not, it's not that you've chopped yourself out of it you're like <laughs> We, we just couldn't have it it would ne- it would have never worked it would have never, never worked, worked. <laughs> I, in the ro- most recent design brief I was just sending pictures of like cats and space and James was like what <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that you're sending out these like random photos of like a frog and a cowboy and you're like so what do you think about this and not, not not for the design not for the design I just <laughs> want to send you this I what do you in, feel about it I keep putting in the briefs this isn't for the design but I really like it and I'd like you to see it <laughs> So I hope Sophie likes it. Like, Makes you I understand can, my thought processes. I feel like I can relate to that on a higher level. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I know this isn't it, but I need to make sure that you see it. To, I need to share it with someone. Yeah. So, yeah. so congratulations, yeah. it's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope you appreciate it's it. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. this, congratulations. This, this genuinely shows how we work because, like, we like we we try and be like really transparent with all the stuff. And like, if you look hard enough, like, you can find all like our brew sheets on our website and stuff. And we were like, well, oh, let's do some mood boards for like our new thing. Let's do them on Pinterest to make them public so people can see what sort of things we're thinking of. And then I was like. I can't just be pictures of frogs, they can it. Like, we'll just look insane. <laughs> a whole board of frogs just and frogs. cowboy hats. Yeah, and then like it. one picture of a cactus. Yeah. <laughs> and people yeah. like, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. And like Dolly Parton. Yeah. It was, you know, Wild West, but not. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I, I did um, like that in your brief as well. You did say specifically about like you were doing things and then eventually it stopped looking like spaghetti on a wall. And I feel like what you've just said there. Yeah, pretty just much. Like... Just slowly getting down to what we're actually trying to do. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I was like, maybe she'll look at the thing and then be inspired in some way. But um, you should have been like, yeah. this I, I is th- for your think... inspiration. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's happened is she's been really professional and been like, Yes, lovely. Thank you for all those suggestions. And then just like, I'll just draw something nice. Shall I? Yeah. That'll be the. Yes. You don't know though. <laughs> Next exhibit could be all frogs and cowboy hats. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, right. You don't know. You and don't know. Yeah. She can be... thank Helen for that. Yeah. Like, that was me. I am the muse for that one. Yes. <laughs> I just saw oh I just it, it really stuck with me what Helen sent me and now I've done a whole <laughs> series on frogs and cowboy hats <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> now I want to go and get you just inspired me to go google frog and cowboy it's, hat what's <laughs> weird is like it's such a specific design direction to give someone a brief as but then to say but but we don't actually want a frog right <laughs> I know we can't do this but also <laughs> just wanted you to see it yeah like i don't actually want you to do this but i also kind of do but i also don't if you don't do it yeah but don't do it (laughs) and then and then if it happened you'd be like james i said don't do it yeah i I think also part of me was like if maybe i sent it to her and then it inspired her to do it then maybe James would feel less like he could if he didn't want that maybe he would feel like well I can't really say I don't want a frog <laughs> I don't know why this has happened but I can't say it but even though he does sign off the briefs obviously slowly in the brewery there's just going to be like pictures of frogs and cowboy hats going up like frogs in various hats will just slowly start appearing <laughs> subliminal messaging maybe I'll just start posting them to our social media instead 
So, nice. <laughs> with the caption of i just wanted you all to see this yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just say we need to up our social media presence so maybe that's what i'll do there you go solid <laughs> idea solid idea <laughs> So we've got Joe and I are wearing these brilliant t-shirts that you've sent us very oh, yeah. kindly. No, they're great, aren't they? Yeah. They're, uh, they're yeah. really fun. Yeah, and you can get them on the website, I have seen. How did the so the design for this then, now that we're talking about designs, how like how did you go about the design for the t-shirts? So they're actually so Helen and I met uh because so Helen runs the uh, brilliant Biram Collective, which is like sort of an online magazine come industry force for good is that how is that a good description force for evil oh yeah sorry force <laughs> for um but yeah you commissioned me to write a little article on like um what a fantastic person I am um which worked out really well because of my huge self-confidence um but um yeah Elliot who does all the illustrations um this is based off his illustration for for that which is ah. really cool but it really fits with like the the new direction right it's uh yeah it's nice and it's it's nice as well because um even though you know I'm uh, I've just managed to aggressively commission three South South Wales artists even though Wilderness is based in mid Wales we just went <laughs> for that um but it is also really nice to get to work with it's so like yeah getting to work with Elliot on this in this capacity was really fun and then like um we've also so we're doing a tasting at Scaredy Cats in Cardiff this week um and the poster for that was designed by Ellie Sykes who's an another really amazing artist so it's been really cool I guess getting to like do these I don't know do these different things and and work with different people but um yeah the the piece that was super crazy um in fact Sophie my Sophie said the other day oh how did the t-shirt come about and I was like well don't you remember when I was like I don't know why I'm asking because I'm like in my head, I think she reads everything that goes mm-hmm. on very obviously. Um, but also I know that she's very busy and doesn't always, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, I don't tell her that often when her newsletter for Heartlines comes in, I'm like, mm, yes, and I won't, I don't have time. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it's fine. Um, but uh I yeah, I said um I was like, oh James did the the piece for the Welsh drinks month and she was like I genuinely just don't remember that I was like that's crazy um so yeah but um how very serendipitous and then yeah only then that was in the March and then in the December I started working for you so it's all just a long con yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it's good right yeah yeah it's great but I really, I really like the t-shirts. I think they're because yeah. they've got a nice, like, floral design. Yeah. It's, it's very much our, our speed. There aren't many brewery t-shirts out there that are quite so flowery. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's yeah. nice, though, isn't it, to like yeah. have that, just to have that diversity. It's quite nice, so. and it's yeah. multiple colours. I think the Joe and I happen to get the same colour, which but is great because we love matching. But yeah, there's there's it. other colours of it as well. If if lilac's not your favourite colour, <laughs> and like also their... hibiscus. Hibiscus is nice. Yeah, for, um, but printed by like a printer, like just up the road from us, and uh, you know we're all very all about 
you know local stuff and yeah Apart from all the South Wales stuff, but we'll ignore that. <laughs> it's it's, still, it's like Wales. still Wales. Yeah, and it's, lo- it's local to you, right? Like, that's, that's exactly. fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And just to sense. check, when you did you say hard lines, like the coffee place? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went there. I went to one of the locations. Yeah. And I've got coffee in my cupboard, <laughs> uh, the Christmas blend. So oh. good. I went in the market, in Cardiff Market. Oh, nice. And it was so good because I, lo- I had a laundry list of, like, beer and coffee places I had to go to when I took my parents to they, they were over from the US and were like they wanted to go to Cardiff so like cool we'll go to Cardiff my sister-in-law lives in Newport so I've been like a few times when I've gone to see her and oh, like, Newport massive yeah, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I've gone to see her quite a few times so like, I've got to get to some of these places I've never gone to before while I'm staying over in Cardiff versus going back to Newport for the night and uh had a whole bunch of coffee places on the list and I was like hard lines on on the list and it was so good. And then I was like, yeah, going to have to leave with a bag of coffee. <laughs> so I did. And the label on it was like super cute. So I was like, "That I want the Christmassy one. This is great. <laughs> and then I read like the flaves that are on it. And I was like, oh, yes, I haven't tried it yet. I've been saving it because I'm like, again, I'm like, oh, wait until it's slightly closer to Christmas <laughs> so I can have a nice Christmas pot of coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's um. Yeah, I feel very lucky. I've always got nice coffee in the house and uh, yeah, it's good. So. <laughs> nice coffee, nice beer. What else do you, do you need? Well, yeah, exactly. You really can't ask for anything more. It's all good stuff. I know. It does mean we constantly, yeah, we've always got some nice things, uh, yeah, kicking about. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> to wrap things up the plan for your future like are you guys going to be doing do you have plans in the future to do you know more beer festivals or to do anything else specific or is it just kind of just keep chugging along doing all the good stuff you're doing when when you asked do you have plans for the future my immediate reaction was no no, no." (laughs) you're like oh immediately no immediately no (laughs) no plans we're aiming for thriving, not just surviving. That's yeah. it. No, That's basically what we're going we've, for. We've got a plan because uh, uh, breweries seem to be closing at quite the quite the rate. Yes. Um, we did mention the other day, like, if we can hang on, like, another six months or so, like, we might be the only ones left. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. I mean. <sighs> yeah. Basically, if you're small enough, you might just, I might feel like we're skating by. But yeah. Right. I have no idea. It's that thing of like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't yeah. laugh, you'll cry, isn't it? But it's funny yeah, that you yeah. said survivor, not thriving, not thriving, <sighs> or thriving, not surviving, because I've got my um my work laptop that happens to be right next to me. It's got a sticker on it says so thriving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that that phrase was so funny. I was like, that's going <laughs> immediately on my laptop, thriving. <laughs> and actually, I feel like that's just a very it's a very fun for it. Like, it's a very fun saying. So it's like, I just use that now. Like, oh, I'm just so thriving. <laughs> just yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess just trying to, I mean, I, we did um, the Little Earth Festival this year. Um, and that's like really little. And I loved that. Immensely. It looked amazing. Oh, Joe and I were yeah. talking about how we wanted, wanted to, to go. Really I think the timing it of nice. it. Yeah. It was by the time we kind of were like, okay, realistically, we could do it. It was almost too late to try to organize yeah. it. So we yeah. didn't do it. But we were, I remember us looking at it and being like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. Like, it was, wants to go. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely both the most relaxed, friendly, but nerdiest group of people in the field you've ever, uh, yeah, 
Amazing. Thought about it. it was really lovely. It was really, really nice. We were so glad to to go. But uh, yeah, and we hopefully they will do it again this year because uh, that was great. But um, yeah, it was it was really, really good. Um, but yeah, we like apart from that, we have we would like to do the the rise version of our rise and fall series. That would be that's sort of our our next big thing to aim for. We've got um, a whole bunch of stuff, I guess. Uh, SPs in the process of doing all of our next lot of labels, which is quite exciting. Yeah. yeah, we're we're always about like three to six months behind our like release schedule, both in terms of like, hey, we've got all this stuff, we should probably sell this at some point. But also then like, yeah, we'll be like, oh, we'll sell this in January, and then like March will come around. Like, what what were we going to do with that? That oh, thing. I've got no, I've got goals. I'm like, we are, we're going <laughs> to yes. be all over it this year. Especially, I think that's actually a really nice thing is about having. Sophie Potter is that now I'm like because um obviously we need to have stuff figured out so we can send it basically there's another person to be like well I need to know otherwise it's not going to happen so it's quite that whereas like I guess before we were doing the labels like between the two of us and um so I think that 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 I think that's a really nice thing is that um yeah we're kind of yeah that I'm, I'm like that's that's the main goal let's just really try and you know have a schedule um yeah we've we've got some really exciting beers like either in package and just sort of having a little age before we release them or like in barrel ready to go as soon as someone gets around to packaging them um (laughs) i don't know who that could be um or um but then we've got so many like we did just a few collaboration things this year but we've got so many that I or Helen have agreed to <laughs> that we haven't got round to yet. I was looking at the calendar. I was like, we if we didn't have to, we probably wouldn't need to release any beers under like just our own name in the yeah. coming coming year. That's really is, exciting. Well, That's like really a really exciting. exciting thing, isn't it? And terrifying. <laughs> I was like, but we we totally should do one year where we just don't release any beers under our own name. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be really good. Yeah. Um, I think also the um we need to stop like I guess making friends. I know. And like <laughs> it's I don't know how we're doing it because we're not like we're not personable people, right? Like you neither you of say us. You at the start that you're like we're just curmudgeons. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't. Yeah. And like and we went to like little earth festival and stuff and like you know I was um I hate camp I'm not I'm not a camping person and like was kind of just generally and it was really hot and I'm quite miserable in the summer so I was just like stomping around and we still came away from it with people being like I'd love to work with you and I was oh, like yeah. how and why Oh yeah and the the the, the boys from Balance uh brewery in Manchester I don't know if you've had anything from there everything's mm. delightful yeah they're so lovely that I could not have been less pleasant to them I went out of my way to be so horrible to them and they're still like oh can we come and do something and and then like oh I guess so yeah whatever I was like oh yeah I really like you and that's annoying Um, and then I was like oh you could come and camp up our orchard but then I was like trying to type it angrily so they got (laughs) all caps yeah yes I guess you can come here if you want to because you are nice (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not even gonna put a kind regards I'm just gonna put regards yeah (laughs) 
So, and people <laughs> just will not take the hint, right? Yeah. Will they? Awful. Awful. Never. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful. So, yeah. And it's the same. Like, we hit, there's so many lovely people that we are going to have to work with. And we're so cross <laughs> about it. Like, because you're t- because you hate how much that you're actually excited to do it you're like yeah, oh. yeah i know Stop, it's gonna I be want really... to load this yeah. it's gonna be really cool um, yeah it's really nice and we, yeah. we did some lovely things this year like we did um i went up to Torside, who are one of my favorite um breweries up in sort of new mills area just outside manchester and they're they're like delightfully lovely people they're so enthusiastic about everything so that was an annoyance as well like just like <laughs> Yeah. They, like, they... Oh, come on this way you should at least be rude to me come on yeah. <laughs> give me yeah. something yeah. <laughs> oh and it was amazing so their their brewery is right next door to the swizzles factory the sweet oh yeah manufacturing okay. place. so it smells <laughs> great as well did <laughs> oh. so that just double down on your anger like, where you're uh, just like yeah. oh it smells so good. great yeah. oh, so much joy <laughs> yeah oh and you're so pleasant people oh. Oh, and they had nice dogs there and it's oh, just no. oh, this is a nightmare job really horrid. like it's absolutely yeah. horrid it's just the yeah. worst can't even imagine i feel sick to my stomach thinking about it <laughs> having to cuddle all those dogs i've That's got right, two like... hands i got two hands i can cuddle two dogs <laughs> outrageous and then we have to come and talk to people like you like oh so we're the worst of them oh my god can we just move our dates around to accommodate you <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so helpful and nice. <laughs> to be, and, to be yeah. fair, to be fair, I was like, yeah, it works. I was like, I'm working from home today. I can be available. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Didn't mind. I um, I keep doing this. That well, yeah. I'm. I again. This is why I'm like, I'm gonna be so good next year with all of my like level of organization. Uh, I said to, what can what well, I can't remember what I was doing, but basically, I said to. Rachel, like, oh, I think we should meet up on this date, blah, blah. And she was like, don't you have the, like, Rise and Fall launch tasting? And I was like, oh, yes, yeah, I guess I do. do. Oh, I'm really glad that you pointed that out to me. I was just like, right, let's, what are we doing next week? She was like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I am, um, yeah, one of my favourite things from, from this year is, like, I think I maybe mildly disagreed with uh, something that Helen had written or something in our little chat or something. And you replied straight away with, oh, are we going to have an argument? <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. It's going to be spicy today. I like this. <laughs> Let's go. I can't remember what we were disagreeing about, but um, actually it was about Rise and Fall, wasn't it? It was about the way we put the names on the cans, I think. But I was like, this is quite exciting. Yeah, like, yeah. We're brace very, myself, brace myself. Very disagreeable people, the two of us. It's really, <laughs> it's really awkward. Yeah, it is funny though because I do think that James does genuinely think that I might be nice, but I'm like <laughs> not partners. <laughs> I, really I don't not. know how this has happened. I think my favorite thing is the fact that <laughs> are we going to have an argument? <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> well, I was like, it's our first one. This is a milestone, you know. Have you put IKEA furniture together? Because you know that's the next one. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's definitely the next one. And I, because I'm very like dyspraxic, I just naturally infuriate people when we have to do stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, that's one of those like 
we me and my wife can't do furniture that's not to the point where actually me and Rachel who I run Birin with we built our bed because like but she's built most of the furniture in my house with me because I was like it's just safer I think (laughs) (laughs) if we do it then yeah that's fair that makes total sense that makes I think we can all go in agreement there that that makes sense (laughs) we can all sign that off um if someone's going to go on and order these three lovely rise and four beers from your website so say they'll go with the, the non-core range that you've got here oh yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. um if they were to get one more beer like no limits there what would each of your just to close it off which would each of your favorite or the or the most recommended one for whatever reason be that they should also put in their cart and try uh, james just checks to see which is the most expensive one he's currently <laughs> you have said that you were like I'm just I'm putting this out here in the past you have said that you were like I'm rubbish with sales I just don't really like try to force people to buy things at all so now's your opportunity throw in the most expensive (laughs) one but but, Helen go on you were gonna say well I was gonna say I like I I have a real um like I don't know what it is like I love Boise so much my I just think that it's so beautiful um and I like the color and um I mean also maybe it's because I'm like I took the picture on the label oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so that's our wild day with raspberry that one <laughs> yes. that's the uh, yeah yeah and I don't know I was quite pleased with that also it's called Boise because for ages it was just called that raspberry boy but beat boy <laughs> with an oi and then I was like maybe we should call it <laughs> Was, be like, fair. Was. <laughs> to be fair I think that would have got me I would have been like yeah, yeah okay I'm going with boy I'm buying that yeah yeah uh, <laughs> that was really good but I think I think it's hard it's tricky otherwise it's going to be brave faces like that we launched earlier this year and it I just think it's absolutely beautiful um and uh I think probably it's really good with food for this time of year it's like a uh yeah soured saison and it's I just I think it's really lovely. So, um, yeah, that's one of the ones that I'm super proud of releasing this year. So, yeah, that's it's it's a probably a little bit more sour than most of the things we release. I, I think would that's say. why. I, quite, I think that's why it's one of my faves because I, yeah. I I love really really sour stuff. So. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a sort of strongish saison aged in a Bordeaux barrel for a year or eighteen months. I haven't got it down, something like that. And it's it just had gone. So I never have a huge amount of control over what goes on once it goes in the barrel, but um, it definitely soured more than I was expecting. Um, and we dry hopped it just with a little bit of Halatau Blanc, which is my absolute favourite hop in the world because it's it's got that classic sort of European classy style. I'm all about class. Class is my thing. Um, but it's <laughs> also got a little sort of white winey hints. It's mm. a little more modern... And it just works really nicely with the, the barrel age things. So that's, um, yeah, that's really nice. That's it. That's, that has turned out well. I, I'm going to recommend the, the house I grew up in because that's the, that's the beer I would like to. It's, Again, it's, the it's, beer, it's, not his. Well, it, oh, yeah, but you guys have got the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one uh, aged in uh, mixed use sherry and whiskey barrels um, with a sherry floor. And it's the beer that I'm trying to, over the years, I would like to perfect. So we're going to keep making that. So it's the sherry floor, just um, it doesn't add a lot of funk, complexity, no sourness. It just totally dries the beer right out. So it's the driest beer you've ever tasted. And then it's quite nutty. 
and I think there's something in that um, and it whether it's just me in the world that likes that or not we've we're yet to find out but uh let's uh yeah so in cans fun exactly perfect in for 40 mil cans yeah. there you go you got your recommendations there people you so get out any yeah. any any final things you want to plug um balance brewing they're really good <laughs> <laughs> They're infuriatingly nice. Yeah, oh, they're horribly nice. And their brewery nice. smells nice because yeah. of what's located around it. Yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. nice, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything to plug? Uh, no, and this is a funny time of year when we're wrap, kind of wrapping up now for for Christmas. So, um, which yeah, is... get your get your big share and bottles in for the yeah. festive holiday period well, regardless yeah. of what regardless of what you celebrate or don't celebrate you could sit at home by yourself and yeah. and not celebrate anything and drink some big share bottle yeah. <laughs> festive there drink. are some like festive boxes and our t-shirts now available and yeah get your t-shirt there's a mix yeah there's a whole there's a whole mix of different things on the website right now which is quite nice to have a night yeah i guess a, a fun selection of things so um but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it really. I don't even think we've got any events in the calendar for to plug apart from the tasting that by the time I imagine this comes out will have happened. So um, that I will remember and will attend. Will host hundred percent. We will attend. <laughs> I will <Yeah>. be there. <laughs> it's it's almost like uh, if Helen doesn't attend it, they're going to need to get james to have a stern word <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm really good at that yeah. and he'll go yeah. well yeah it happens it's fine yeah, it's i'm sure you had a good reason <laughs> it's okay <laughs> things came up <laughs> well thank you both for coming back it's always yeah. it's i i really appreciate your time because it's know, so hard so to it's hard to cut it off with with you both because it's such a good conversation so yeah. it's like i don't want to so it has been a delight once again thank you so much thanks so much no it's really nice to talk to you guys as well um thank you yeah it's really nice and it's really nice to because helen and i don't work together it's actually um it's a good little chat for us too like it's a we we don't work in the same place oh this is lovely (laughs) (laughs) so thanks so much guys we really appreciate it and we really do thank you i never don't enjoy speaking to them 100% and i've got three like delicious beers just open in front of me <laughs> I, I I went into this I'm like I can tell I'm starting to get a cold. I have a work Christmas party at the end of the week. I'm gonna have like one, maybe two of the three, uh, and then obviously, as they pointed out, we had the house I grew up in as well, which was the saison that they that they were talking about. And um, yeah, that's exciting. Oh, it's just two max, definitely not. And now I've opened up all three, <laughs> and I've left I've left the the uh, the house I grew up in both literally and figuratively and i thought i would save that yeah save that for another day maybe have it with some cheese because i feel Mm. like i love just having beer and cheese so but yeah have you got christmas cheese in yet my christmas cheese no well so yeah but you know i'm you know i'm bland just do cheddar don't you like yeah so i've got i've got the no don't okay don't i I like cheddar but i like flavored cheddar or like hard cheeses i don't like stinky cheeses or moldy cheeses Uh, like i like borson i'm gonna get a three pack of borson there's festive borsons oh 
There you go. I was eating blue cheese with Duchess at the weekend and it was. And were you like, cool, no one else is going to like this but me? No, because everyone else in the room (laughs) loved it. It was just you. Oh, yeah. I I just don't. Yeah. You were like, oh, well, I know. Do you know what? I did pick up a a cheddar and ale truckle from Morrison's the other day. Do you know the little little waxed ones? Yeah. When it's the round and it's wax, that's called a truckle. Oh, I did um, not know that. Now I know. Truckle. Truckle of cheese. And um, the, I don't know why that just sounds fancy. But they got so at Christmas, the supermarkets bring out the lovely little wax cheeses. Yeah, and there's a it's the best cheddar, cheese time of year. Yeah, it's cheddar and ale one in Morrison's right now. Oh, right, I'm gonna have to hit up Morrison's because there's one on, it. on the way back from my work. Yeah. And I have been slowly because, like, the plan is for our holiday festivities, we have to host on Christmas Eve, and I'm planning on having like the late lunch is going to be, or early lunch, I guess, yeah. is going to be like charcuterie, meats, nice. cheeses, bread, crackers. And then those will make their appearance again at the end of the night when everyone's had quite a few drinks and we're like, we just need food. Ah. Uh, so I've been collecting all of the good cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> so I do yeah. have, but they are, to be fair, is mostly like, like I said, it's mostly like cheddar or similar like hard cheeses with various fruits and flavors as opposed to i did get a camembert because i know my in-laws like camembert someone at work the other day was like how do i make this because we did we had a christmas party yeah in the office they have a baked camembert and they were like how do i do we had a um it in the oven So we didn't have, we don't have an oven, but we have okay. an air fryer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, how do I do this? And I was like, you're asking the wrong person. I eat like cheddar. Like, I eat hard <laughs> okay. cheeses. Like this is, just cut I'm it, not. Cut the top here. of it, whack it in this. there. Yeah. But yeah. Till, it, till it's melty. Dip this on This is in. all relevant to, to wilderness yes, because of the fact that I feel the like what they have really well. <laughs> goes so well yeah. with cheese. And now that's where my brain is at. It's like, I've cheese. been looking across their website because I'm planning my next shop, which has to wait until after christmas and i'm planning like, my next shop and i'm like all these things will go with cheese i love it i was gonna say that the bitter i reckon would go really well really with like well a vintage cheddar with like oh, the, yeah. with the one that's got like the salty crystals in it nice mm. or even maybe like good a dab stuff. of like balsamic glaze yes yeah yeah good stuff well anyway this has been a long one because we love talking to james and genuinely her. it was so, like they make they both i don't think we got i don't so think we got hard. to a beer until we were halfway like half an hour in so. well, because it was it was really interesting so it starts off like really interesting like oh we should actually probably crack the beer yeah and then they just have you laughing so and then good. it's by the time you're laughing it's too late it's too late so, so two <laughs> self-proclaimed unlikable people curmudgeons <laughs> curmudgeons um so go and buy all their beer and go get yourself a beautiful t-shirt. Tori, if uh, people want to talk to you and recommend cheddars to you. Yeah, you? yeah, no, specifically, like, don't come at me with stinky cheeses, <laughs> moldy cheeses. Um, that's Joe's domain. Yeah. Give her all that. Not for me. If you want to give me the good, like, hard cheddar or, like, hard cheeses, I'll even take a nice Italian hard cheese, like a Parmigiano Reggiano or something like that go with any of those if you want to recommend me all the flavors you have or the ones that pair the best the supermarkets where i can get the best selection of the holiday festive cheeses um you can do that on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism or on gmail adventures in optimism at gmail.com or 
you can tell both Joe and I, where it's, I'll probably see it slightly quicker than Joe will on, on our email, which is a women's brew podcast at gmail.com. Or you could tell us both on the Instagram, which is a women's brew. Joe, if people want to specifically tell you about those stinky, stinky oh, cheeses and what will pair cheese. really well with the wilderness beers, where can oh, they speak to you? I love good cheese. Come find me at my beer school. Um, where I do have a, I've got a blog post about beer and cheese if you're interested. Um, come find me at Love Beer Learning, which is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok, to be fair. Um, I have a website where said blog is if you want to look up some beer and cheese pairings for your Christmas table. That is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. And you can email me, lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. If you can't find that blog post and you just want me to send you the link, I can do that for you. Right. We're also on YouTube. Don't forget. So let's go finish these beautiful beers. Let's go finish these beautiful, beautiful beers. Cheers. Cheers.